want women to die like that's what i heard i don't and know what to do with that i can't that's the thing that stops me when everyone's just like well no we're fulfilling god's will it's god's will for people to die mm -hmm. i don't think that's god's will for people to die now you someone might say well another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Conversations for the culture. We are back. It is another week. I am one of your hosts, Michael Butler. And I'm your host, Portia Harris. And we are bringing you Conversations for the Culture because Black culture is, is pop cult culture. I was trying to do it with you. <laughs> I wanted to be like, we really tried. Amazing. We tried. We're going to get tried. it one day. It's going to be a thing. But right now, that day was not the day. All right. So how you feeling? <laughs> How's your week? How's your week going? My week is going very, very well. Um, I'm working a lot, but that is only because I'm going to sunny, warm, hot Arizona this weekend. Ooh. As we, as you guys are listening to this right now, I am either in the air or mm -hmm. just landed in Arizona. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be out there celebrating my cousin's... I don't want to call him her boyfriend but that is her boyfriend but it's also more like her fiance but it's more like her baby dad her significant has he other has he proposed he hasn't proposed but they they've already specified that they're not gonna have like a wedding they're just gonna go to vegas because she ain't really into that he ain't really into that so they're just gonna be like hey y'all okay. we get married we'll come respect. to vegas and get lit with us um but that. <laughs> yeah so his birthday just passed so we're gonna be celebrating that it's fourth of july you know we don't really celebrate fourth of july but we're gonna be celebrating juneteenth part two i know we, we reloaded <laughs> juneteenth reloaded you know i'm excited i'm excited to just unplug unwind actually not unplug actually because i this is going to uh make Micah and producer, our producer, very happy, but I'm planning to get a lot of content while I'm out there. So, mm. I mean, Arizona is a beautiful black, uh, beautiful backdrop, not a beautiful black drop, but I mean, it can be. <laughs> anyway, how's okay. your week, Micah? How you doing? I'm always good. My week's, <laughs> my, my week's good. Uh, had a really, really, really dope interview. Um, had a really dope interview on Tuesday. Um, with uh, Darian Dyrell of the Mahogany Project. Uh, we were closing out Pride Month with like a really dope interview. So if y'all have not listened to it, um, I need y'all to go check that out because, you know, we made it do what it do. I think it was a really good conversation. Other than that, I'm good. You know, just getting ready for July or whatever. Somebody's birthday is in a week. It is. And as of right now, we're not doing anything for it. So that is, is what it is. Yeah, that is what it is. Um so we'll see. But right now, birthday plans are canceled. Um, I am wearing we this really big. We'll talk about it after. That's cool. 
um, America <laughs> with three Ks was never great. I felt like it was very, um, <laughs> I felt like it was very um, appropriate to wear this shirt today. Uh, with very appropriate everything that's going on, everything that happened last Friday, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, so that's how I'm doing. Overall, I'm good. Uh, just living, just living life, living my life. Like it's golden. Um, living my life like it's bronze. <laughs> like it's bronze. It's still, okay? it's still brown. It's still in it's the still brown, brown family. So I'll take brown it. Family. All right, so. We are going to go ahead and get right into the show, okay? We're going to do the question of the week. The question of the week. And before I even um, ask the question, I'm going to play something for y'all, all right? So let's go ahead. Uh, can you What's up? Because I'm finna expose you. What? Because that don't, look, that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger? One burger, one fry? What he like? What do you mean? Okay, what about my other kids? What about your other kids? Young, they ain't my kids. Okay, but them your kids' siblings, though. So this is what are you talking about? What are you about? Them my kids, them your kids' siblings, though. So what you want? So he finna, my other kids finna be left out. You didn't feed them? You know I don't get my food stamps to the seven. Lisa, how is that my problem? But if you're trying to help out, though, you're I, not I'm helping not, out. I'm not trying to help, I'm trying to help my son. My but child. how are you helping your son when you're only getting care for, food for just him and not the other kids, his siblings? Lisa, you have them to, are his siblings, Lisa, though. He's not finna eat in front of all his other siblings and they're Lord, not bring eating at McDonald's. Bring no, bring why him, do bring I gotta put my... Bring him out to the car. I'll let him no, him. no, I'll no. He's not finna eat that shit at all if you can't bring enough for everybody. Lisa, so you're telling me that I gotta bring... So when I buy my bring my son food, I gotta bring your kids food too now? Yes. You sound Dumb. How is that sh dumb? You That's sound my, dumb. I you have, sound dumb. Where are they daddies at? Nobody told you to talk to them other. Okay, so the question of the <laughs> the question of the week is this, and I'm actually going to bring Lizzie up so she can be a part of this conversation as well. All right. So the question of the week is: a man responsible for his baby mama's other children? As you heard in this clip, um, you know. Keisha from the West Side had a problem because her baby daddy, side. her baby daddy brought his son. I'm offended. That's okay. Um, are you from the West wait, Side? Why are you? I oh, am you from, from the West, West side. side. That's so interesting. Um, I'm a West so, Side girl with South Side tendencies. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she brought basically this dude. You know, uh, he brought his child some food from McDonald's. So, you know, Shorty called his dad and was like, hey, I'm hungry. And he brought him some, he said, bring me some McDonald's. Um, and he brought him McDonald's. Um, upon his arrival, his baby mama was, had the, the you know, she wanted to make a viral moment. So she was ready to record and everything and quote unquote, blast him for being a bad father because he didn't bring her other three crumb snatchers any food by her other three, I mean, those aren't his kids. Those are her children by other men or other men's with an S like I'm Andrew Caldwell. So I'm going to reserve my thoughts on it until I hear y'all's thoughts, all right? So I know none of us have kids that we know of. Um, <laughs> what's a joke? <laughs> Michael, you got something you got to tell me? I mean, I was in Germany for a little while. <laughs> No, I'm joking. No, but for real. Oh, <laughs> gosh. For, for real. 
Um, how do y'all feel about this? Because on the internet, right, in these internet streets, a lot of people have been saying that he was wrong for not bringing them other children food. Talk to me. Well, you know, first of all, I guess I'm going to, this is probably going to sound pick me-ish or someone's going to say I'm being a pick me, but y'all, that's not that those men, that's not that man's kids. I'm sorry. And if the child called his father and was like, hey, dad, I'm hungry. He was like, all right, I'll come bring you some food. How was he supposed to know that none of the other kids had food? How was he supposed to know? Because his child specifically called him and said, hey, bring me some food. And he was like, I got you. Like, what? That's not, it would be, It would have been a very considerate gesture to be like, hey, mm -hmm. what do your brother and si sisters want? I don't know if, how brothers, sisters, whatever. What do your siblings want? That would be a very considerate gesture. But that is not necessary because those, those aren't his kids, dog. Just, that those aren't his kids. Listen. And before I got to you, Lizzie, <laughs> And had he not brought his kid McDonald's, and had he not brought his kids food, then the narrative would have been, Fresh. oh, he's a deadbeat. He don't take care of his kid. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't get him to do what, 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 what. Lizzie, it's on you. The problem here is that we are demonizing a man who responded to his child's need, right? That that takes me off to the highest degree because the other thing is too is that like people want to say oh well it's just good manners oh it's just this like we don't know if he's on his way to work or like people are saying he could have picked his kid up and taken him to eat also some of y'all can't feed yourself so the fact that this man stopped to get his kid mcdonald's is actually like a really good thing that he fed his kid and went on about his business but let's not act like some baby mamas are not like you can't pick your kid up any day that you want to you can't see your kid you can't come inside we don't know the whole situation but to be like oh feed four children does he even have the money? Because I'm just, I know people in these streets that can't feed themselves. So why are we mad that Facts. he fed his child? Facts. It's not that man's responsibility. Like, it, I can understand how it would make the other children feel bad, in a sense. I, I'm looking at it from, like, the kid aspect now. It's just like, dang, I didn't get any. That's like, I see... <laughs> But the but mom's like, responsibility like, is to yeah. teach them about that because she's the one that had multiple children by multiple men. And so you created that situation. Yeah, y'all could come for me with all the smoke because you have to learn how to mother now and explain to them. Because also people are like taking it to an extreme talking about, oh, if you get a gift for your kid, you need to get, get a gift for other kids. That's not even real life. Life ain't fair. Everybody don't win the award. Everybody don't get the check. Everybody don't get the job. So it's an early lesson in life that the mother can say, hey, I know that that may not feel good because you didn't get a McDonald's toy, but this is what mommy's going to feed you tonight. Exactly. Like, that's just life. I, I I agree 100% with that, Lizzie, because, child, and then you want to put this man on black? Girl, bye. Taking cash apps for the other kids to eat? Like, if it's a scam, let's just call it that. It's giving embarrassing. You're embarrassing. But you know what? I like 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 Michael said, I ain't got no kids. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Team no kids. I'm so you. 
in the great words of the Black Renaissance poet, Langston Hughes, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. <laughs> life is not fair, okay? Now let's unpack it. And I'm glad that Lizzie brought it up because Favor I ain't fair either. Because I don't have to oh, I don't have to bring it up now because at some time, I mean, it's easy, you know, black men don't do this, black men don't do that, black men ain't ish, blah, 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 blah. But at some point, girl, you got four kids by multiple men. Now, I don't know how many men. It could be four kids by two. It could be four kids by three. And it could be four by four. Mm-hmm. Four for four. Not a Wendy's. Not a Wendy's. Wendy's. <laughs> See what I did there? Which was um, her choice. <laughs> which is her which is a choice, right? Her body, her choice. And we support choices time. on this podcast. I just want y'all to know. But at the same time, it's not his responsibility to take care of these other crumb snatchers that you had. The the the, the, the thing that he said that I loved <laughs> when, when I tell you I hollered when he says, where's their daddies? <laughs> like, where's their daddies? Like, why, why can't you call them to bring them food? Talking about, I don't get my stamps to, you know I don't get my stamps to the seventh. That's not my fault. On, You're not budgeting. Mm-hmm. What are you buying your stamps? What are you spending your stamps on? You got to get a meal plan. If you need to create a meal plan for your kids, create a meal plan so you can feed them, so you can make that food stretch. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Leave them hot pockets alone. Now, I do have an issue with um, the brother man. And I, like I said, I respect him. He's standing up. He's doing what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. My issue with him is, why are you feeding your kid McDonald's, nigga? <laughs> like, That's what the kid asked for. I don't care. If I ever have kids, when I have kids, McDonald's however, they guys, there's no McDonald's. That's poison. Mm-hmm. Poison. 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 Like, really? Y'all, black folks, stop eating McDonald's, okay? Stop eating McDonald's. <laughs> Stop eating McDonald's. I mean, I mean McDonald's the only other thing I'm sorry. is that like, so the, on the manners tip, I do want to say this. I was raised that if you're going to someone's house or you're mm-hmm. taking something to someone, then you have to think about other people, right? I think that's what people have been kind of saying. And I think the thing is, is like, we don't know their dynamics. That's what I think about that part of the situation. But like, you know, he could have, I guess he could have got a bucket of chicken or a pizza. But at the same point, like, like, can we just celebrate a, a father showing up for his kid mm. and the need? Right. So when people want to say, like, well, that's just not good manners. Yeah. I so I get what you're saying. Um, like for me, so I wouldn't go to McDonald's just because I don't eat McDonald's in general. Yeah. Right? I haven't ate McDonald's in years because it's disgusting. Um, mm. I would have like, you know, go get a box of chicken. Right. Mm. Stop it. Like. You know, get a bucket of chicken, get a pan of chicken and fries. Uh, got some mm-hmm. pizza. You feel me? That's just the way I am. That's the way I was raised. If I could do it, that's the big caveat. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, it's hard out here it's- right now for everybody. It's hard out here. Mm-hmm. Gas is like eight dollars a gallon, right? Milk is like six dollars a gallon. Don't right? remind me. <laughs> like, like no. it's hard out here. So if I don't have it, I don't have it. But at the end of the day. That's a nice gesture, period. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a nice gesture if I so choose to get everybody food. But my responsibility, because my job as a man is to take care of my responsibilities, so my responsibility would be my child. 
that's it. Mm-hmm. His siblings are not my children. Also, we're not together. Hello? We're not oh. together. If we were together, maybe. I mean, not even maybe. I got it, right? Mm-hmm. But then that's this, this this episode is about choices, right? So prior mm-hmm. to going into a relationship, and I know that you got four kids, three kids, I have to make a choice. And I have the autonomy to make the choice. Is this something that I want to go into? Because if I go into this, I have extra responsibilities that technically weren't created by me. No, there's no technically. <laughs> that weren't created by me. <laughs> right? Facts. So... All you losers on the internet, all you bitter besties on the internet who are sitting here dragging this man, you need to stop. And you need to want to Y'all ask, mad weird. And ask yourself, why am I dragging this man? Are you doing the same thing as her? And now if you want cash apps, then just say it. Just say that. You know? People I don't get cash apps every day. People on Clubhouse, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to mention nobody's name. But Hello. They always got their hands out. Asking for money, talking about I'm a single mom, I need money, you know, pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me. Talking about, you know, it's giving more porridge, please, sir. It's giving sugar, baby, but I ain't gonna knock a hustle. No, I'm not gonna knock a hustle. Anybody else out there that want to be a sugar daddy, if you want people to cash app, you just say that, right? (laughs) If you want people to cash app, you just say that. So, like me, if I want y'all to cash app me for my birthday, I'm gonna say, yo, cash app me at real ML Butler. That's real ML <laughs> Butler. Boom. I just did it. So let's see who does it, right? And let's Portia solicited for a sugar daddy. So you know, yeah. just yeah. But all right. So we're so so we're on the same page with this. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. We're never on the same page with anything. But that was the question of the week. That was the question of the week. We will be back after this break and we got some more uh good stuff to talk about. We're gonna go pay the bills. You all listen. <clears throat> Oh, Jesus. You're going to listen to this conversation for the culture. We will be back after. What's up, Culture Holics? It's your girl, Portia, and we're going to get right back into some news for you. But while I have you here, I need you to leave a comment and a rate on any of the listening platforms that you're listening on because that helps us in the algorithm. And when you help us in the algorithm, that makes us even more popping than we already are. I mean, we don't need help, but okay, maybe we do need a little bit of help. But like I said, leave a rate, leave a comment, and let's get back to the show. Four, three, two, one. Welcome back to Conversations for the Culture. We're back. We're back. We just paid the bills. Yo, we are introducing another new segment this week, and it's the Jackass of the Week. Okay? It's the Jackass of the Week, and that title. Now, I just want to say, y'all, Jackass is not gender specific. Okay? Male, I mean, man, woman non-binary it don't matter the jackass of the week is reserved for anybody who's a jackass i just want to throw that out there but today the inaugural jackass of the week the inaugural jackass of the week is lil duval lil duval you guys know him he's a comedian right um very little man right <laughs> it's the little Duval. Not little, uh, little man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, for those of you who watched P Valley, you know that um, this past week there was a very intimate scene scene with Lil Murder and Big T. Now, I will say I don't watch P Valley. Um, I don't watch it just for the fact that I don't have that. I don't have stars. 
and I already paid for enough. You feel me? I pay for enough apps now that I'm not buying no more new apps. That's why I still haven't seen um the Martin reunion because I, I, I listen I too much you. money. All right, too much too money much. to spend on all these apps, and we're in a we're in a reset. It was inflation, all of that. Okay, <laughs> it's like get another app or eat. Facts. Facts. So I would say you can have my stars, but it's through our cable and gotcha. Gotcha. It's cool. I'm not stressing it. Um, so little steamy intimate scene between Lil Murder and Big Tank. Okay, Big Teak. I don't know him, but I seen the video um circulating around the different blogs, neighborhood talk, Hollywood Live, Share Room, Blase Blase. Um, and also seen on Twitter, everybody was talking about black Twitter, right? Um, so it was an intimate gay scene. All right, I gotta throw that out there. All right, this damn gay agenda strikes again. <laughs> okay, black gay agenda strikes again. All right, so Lil Duval, okay, Lil Duval says, Yeah, P Valley lost me. They need a super gay advisory on movies like they got for everything else because that's a lot to see if you're not used to it. Okay. I can watch gay people all day, but I don't want to see them F-U-C-K. Because I don't want to put an explicit sticker on here. Um, and that's not homophonic. So this is my thing. When you're, like, if you want to, like, rest in your jackassness, at least rest in some hooked on phonics. Because, and like, like, what's homophonic? Homophonic? Phonic? Phonic? Homophonic? You said it right, phonic. Get hooked on phonics, idiot. Because what you meant to say was homophobic. All right, spell check. Right before you, like, anytime I'm banging online, I'm gonna make sure that I spell check first. Because the first thing that people are gonna do is come for my spelling and my grammar, like I just did. But anyways, he said, and that's not homophobic because I feel the same way about my mama. I can watch my mama, but I don't want to see her f u c k. Do y'all get it? No, I don't get it. Like I don't get it at all. So then he came back. Hold on. There's another part. This We're not done yet. There's another part, okay? Then he says, and no, the le because people were like, oh, you didn't say anything about the lesbians on the show, blase, blase. He said, and no, the lesbians ain't bothering me because I'm used to it. That's what y'all missing. It's about what you're used to. You're always going to be shocked at something you're not used to. That's human nature. You can't just throw something on somebody and be offended because they got shocked. Portia, before I get my thoughts on the jackass of the week, and you might not disagree. You might not think this is a jackass comment. What do you feel about this? Oh, it's 100% a jackass comment. Okay. I, while I can respect that he was shocked, even though I feel like that's fake shock and fake outrage, and I'll explain that in a second. I was second. about to ask, why did you use those quotes <laughs> on shock? But <laughs> um. Yeah, while I can respect him being shocked, so what? Okay, you'd be like, oh, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. You didn't have to put it on the internet. You didn't have to put it online. You just could have been like, you could have been sitting at home and been like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, that's, that's a little wild. Oh. That's a little wild for me, but okay. Now, why I put fake shocked in quotation marks is because mm -hmm. like you said, Mikey, you don't watch P-Valley, but I do. I do. Right. I love me some P-Valley. Lil Murder is a gay character. 
or a down low character. I was going to ask you that. Is he gay on the show? He is a he is a down low he is a down low character because he is a rapper and he has this persona of a gangster rapper essentially. Um, Wait, so when you say he's but is that on the show? Like, do they explain that on the show? Like, do you have you always known that, that he, he was DL? Yes, you okay. find out in the first season that he's DL oh. because okay. he has a secret relationship with Uncle Clifford. That's and the Uncle person Clifford, who owns the pink. Yes. And is a I I'm not I'm not sure if they consider Uncle Clifford trans or if she or if he's just a cross dresser or I'm I'm not entirely sure what they classify right. Uncle Clifford as. But okay. and y'all don't be banging on Portia just because okay, stop that stuff. Continue. Um, but no, no, honestly, I if somebody knows what they classify Uncle Clifford as, because I, I want to I want to explain the character. Right. Right. So anyway, um, so the first season he has a secret relationship with Uncle Clifford. Now, this is why I'm saying that the shock is fake outrage. If he has been watching P, or P Valley since the first season, why are you shocked from the sex scene when there was a sex scene with multiple sex scenes, actually, with Lil Murder and Uncle Clifford the whole first season of P Valley? Also, this is graphic. This is in their first this, sex scene. This is not. This is the first sex scene between Little Murder and Big Teak. Okay. This is the first one between them, but this isn't Little Murder's first gay mm. sex scene in the show. So why? Why are pe Why are people outraged when? There was a whole, there was a whole sex scene. They had a whole sex scene of them in the club last season, making it do what it do, baby. So I'm a little confused. Okay. I'm a little confused. And that's why I put shocked. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Because okay, so, I mean, what, what are you shocked about? All right. Lil Duval, check this out. Um, Let's see. Lizzie uh, said that they don't make it clear uh, with Uncle Clifford. And, yeah, there we go. It's because Big Teak is manly looking. So, like, I've talked, I've broken this down to y'all a couple of times about how the, within the community, within the, you know, gay community, there's this whole, like, you know, masculinity, femininity, blah, 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 and how certain things are more palatable and, um, when you see two masculine men engaged in the kids or holding hands or whatever, whatever, it's like, oh, it's like super off-putting for straight people, right? Um, because it's just like that's just not we don't we're we're not used to seeing it. This is what was weird to me. And like I just like reading the comments and everything, right? Like niggas be so like overly sensitive when it comes to having to see gay stuff, right? And I'll get to that in a minute. But, like, they be watching scenes where people be getting raped. They be watching scenes where people get murdered, people get tortured, people are using drugs, 
people are beating children, um, people are having sex, but God forbid it be gay men engaging in sex. It's like, oh my God, because I said gay men specifically because they don't care about lesbians. They actually like that. If it had been lesbians, not only would they uh, have liked that, they would have done what we was doing when we was kids in certain scenes. And you pause it <laughs> and rewind it <laughs> and pause it and rewind it and do what it do. Y'all niggas on there pausing and rewinding, uh, working on your forearm strength when it's women. Hello? You know, I'm going to say what it say. I'm going to say what I say and make it do what I do. And if I'm lying, I'm flying and I ain't got no wings. Hello? So. Hello? <laughs> That's it's just like check it out. Just turn it off. If you don't watch it, if you don't want to watch it, turn it off, right? Find something else to watch. Um, but you and then people are always want to say it ain't homophobic, it ain't homophobic. It's like, no, it kind of is. It kind of is because um you don't have a, you don't complain when you see women and men doing it. You don't say like it's just if you're homophobic, just say that. Rest in it, and it's it's dangerous. That rhetoric is dangerous. Um, because this uh last week I saw a story, and basically, uh, North Philadelphia man was shot. A North Philadelphia man shot and killed his boyfriend, and then burned the remains. Hello, to prevent the victim from exposing their relationship. So he was DL, and he was in a relationship with someone, and yeah, like he burned, like he killed them because the dude wanted to go public. And like, hey, I want to, and to prevent him from doing that, he did that. Why? Why did he do that? Well, he's sick in the head, but like, I'm not blaming anyone for his actions, but there's a real conversation that needs to be had with how we handle people, especially in our community, the black community, when they say, hey, I'm gay. They're shunning. There's people who want to kick them out the family. There's all of this, all of this, all of this. I mean, go to the shave room comment. Go to the comments section when you win. <laughs> when Lil Duval saying this stuff and be like, yeah, we ain't trying to see that stuff. Oh, uh, we need to get these F8. We need to get these. Oh, I'm going to say it because I want it to pierce your ears, right? We need to get these faggots off of our TV. Like all of these things that, <laughs> that happens, right? So like, it's not just this. Like when people are like, oh, it's just this. No, it's more than that. And the more that we support and celebrate these type of thought processes and rhetoric, the more we're going to see people harmed, right? The more we're going to see innocent gay men and gay women, transgender men, transgender women harmed. 100%. Also, Lizzie also said that um, there was a threesome earlier in that episode, which there was. Um, Not necessarily a threesome. I think it was a lesbian scene, um, love that. And he was like, "Well, that's well, that's no- why is that normal? Mm. Why why is why is that normal? I because can easily they- say, hey, I'm a straight woman, and I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. seeing a girl go down on another girl.' Well, men come are on, men. Bro. Men, come on, Portia, you know why? I know they why. Fetishize Still. Lesbians. They fetishize lesbians, but they don't even fetishize all lesbians. Can we wait that up? Mm. They fetishize the soft-looking, feminine-looking lesbians. Because had that been um, a a lesbian woman who was more um, masculine-presenting in that scene, 
they would have been like, ugh, they would have made jokes about it. Actually, matter of fact, they did mm-hmm. that in the shy when mm-hmm. um one, two of the characters were lesbians and one was more masculine presenting and yeah. she had a strap on and they were just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. they were like up in arms. They yeah. said, hey, man, why are you trying to push this? Why are you trying to push this stuff? It, that's a little wild. We ain't got to oh. see all of that. Why? I thought you didn't care if they were lesbians. Well, at the rate we're going now, um, Clarence Thomas is going to go ahead and try to get uh, <laughs> P-Valley taken off the air as well. Uh, and we'll God. get to that Sambo Coon here in a little bit. But... Um, Let's go from one jackass to another jackass. Let's go to one jackass to another jackass. All right? Let's talk about Omarion Granberry. <laughs> you could take this one, Portia. Listen, listen, listen. We have had a lot of conversations over the past weekend with Omarion, whether it be the verses, which I didn't actually even get to see the verses. I'm really upset. Um, I heard a lot of a lot of stuff happen. It's speaking of one of the things that had happened, Omarion sung a few B2K. He tried to throw it back really quick, sung a few B2K songs. Would you Miles. call that singing? <laughs> Would you call that singing? I he was doing some B2K songs and Mario was like, those ain't your songs. And then I'm assuming because once again, like I said, I did not see the verses, but he said, I am B2K. He did say that. And he said, those were his backup dancers. And those were his backup dancers. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the remaining members of B2K did not take too kindly to that uh what's the word that i'm looking for they didn't take too kindly to being disrespected that way so um because amarion pretty much uh got annihilated at this versus oh he got washed 20 to zero (laughs) they all put on their social media accounts the scene of where they kicked David Ruffett out of the Temptations. And it was hilarious. Simultaneously, Rasby, J-Book, and later Little Fizz all put this on their so or on their Instagrams. It was really funny. Um Amarion is still going on the subject of like, I don't care. You guys are irrelevant. It's all about me. <sighs> J-Book, my baby. J-Bug came out. Well, my former baby, because I, you know, I didn't grown up, but he came out and wrote a whole novel. I'm not gonna read it for y'all because there's just too much. But he you know came how out. We read. And you know how we you read. know how we read on this podcast. <laughs> we need to read, we need to read more. I I it's on my list of things to do to read more to get my reading back up. Um <laughs> Yeah, so he just read he read Amarion for filth. And um so one of the one of the main things that stood out was that Chris Brown took your career and Lil Bow Wow took your tour. Mm. Um 
uh, some of the things was another thing that he mentioned was that um, Amarion didn't really sing on the very first album. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somebody else. I for, I can't think of his name right now. Oh my gosh! But it was somebody else um, more established in the career that's behind the scenes. He mm-hmm. sung a lot of the first album. And I, me being a B2K stand, listen, I was, I knew everything about these men right here. Um, mm-hmm. So I went back and I listened to the first album and I said, hey, this don't sound like a Marianne. Mm-hmm. I, it started, it start, the, the, the wheels started click. I took my fandom aside and like, as soon as Uh-huh came in, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, Uh-huh. And I was like, wait, wait, Portia, L- listen, actually mm-hmm. listen. It didn't sound like a Marianne. I said, oh, no, they J-Load us this whole time. They were For those of you who don't know that reference that she just gave, Ashanti sings a lot of the um, filler vocals and background vocals for J-Lo. Yes. Um, so that was that. Was that. Um, they actually almost didn't get signed. We almost didn't have a B2K because mm-hmm. record labels did not want to have a Marion because they said that he could not sing. Um, mm-hmm. But the guys said that they would not have anyone else except for Marion. Um, they said that he's hardly in the studio. Um, Jay Boog sung most of the background vocals or did most of the vocals. He was mad that um, Amarion was mad that him and Little Fizz, J-Book and Little Fizz were the favorites, which everyone knew that J-Book and Little Fizz were the favorites because they were the finest. I mean, hello. Um, and yeah, and then pretty much the whole reason why the group broke up is because someone... Mm-hmm. Someone cough cough little fizz slept with Omarion's girl. Was that April or is this? No, this was when they were still a group. Oh, together. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, so he he slept with Omarion's girl twice. I think more than twice. Listen, I, I'm here. I'm just here talking That's about Omarion's mad. Little fizz he, he is trifling. Little fizz is trifling because he he'd be taking every single girl that Omarion got. Damn. Um, so yeah, apparently somebody slept with Amarion's girl. Jay Book didn't say who, but I mean it's obvious that it was Fizz. He said somebody messed with your girl and you were mad. And instead of like handling it as men or as brothers, you went and told management, even though management was like really rocky because they were trying to renegotiate the contract because they were in a terrible contract like most teenagers end up being in. Mm-hmm. And essentially oh. that's how the group fell apart. And in the midst of Amarion sabotaging the group or making the group, getting the group kicked out of the house or whatever, he got himself a solo deal and he got his brother, I guess, Orion, a solo deal as well. Who? Who's Orion? Amarion's little brother. Do we know him? Yes and no. He doesn't I thought have any... was his brother. 
his cousin, his older brother. I don't know what's real and what's not. Is Paul Pierce Houston not his brother? I thought that I was like his know. half brother. I think they're like related in some way, but I don't yeah. know if they're like siblings. Okay, but they are related for sure. In some in some shape, in some way. Lizzie, can you find what form. that connection is? Thank you so much. Um, A lot of them lied for just like I don't know why they was lying, but they were lying. Like for for instance, um, a lot of B2K fans or stands knew about Jay, um, Janae Aiko like a long, long, long time ago because uh-huh. they used to say that that was Lil Fizz's cousin. She was in the Why I Love You video. She was she was everywhere. She was always with them all the time. And oh, so that's, how, that's why that's the connection for groceries. Yeah. So, oh. um, and they were just like, oh, yeah, that's that's Lil Fizz's cousin. That's Lil Fizz's cousin. Come to find out all these years later, we find out that they have no relation to each other whatsoever. But they just kept saying that it was Lil Fizz's cousin. And we were just like, yeah, that's Lil Fizz's cousin. That's Lil Fizz's cousin. And Wow. Lizzie just said they're not related at all. At all. That's wild. So they just, so, and then they made up, I don't know. So I don't know who's actually related or not, because for the longest well, time says, they made it seem like Jay Book, Omarion, Marcus right. Houston, they were all cousins, well, brothers, um, something. Omarion is not related to Marcus Houston, according to our producer. So mm-hmm. there we go. Wow. Something new I learned. Um, something else I learned that was new was that Omarion can't sing. Um, because yeah, so I, I was watching versus and like, I mean, I already knew that Ray J couldn't sing. So like, that wasn't a, you know. One wish, one wish, one wish, one wish, one wish, one. And he's like, for my baby, till my baby's born, till my baby's born. <laughs> I had said on Twitter that that reminded me of when uh, Martin Lawrence <laughs> went on the Varnell Hill show. You remember when Martin went on Varnell Hill? Did you miss me? And um, Jodeci was performing, and then he came out there. Crazy thing is how Martin was singing um, and breaking that up is how Casey and Jojo actually sing now. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the BET Awards last week, but oh my God. That's all I can say. I was like, Holy crap! This is a this Jodeci is not what I remember. <laughs> Hello. Listen, I feel bad for I feel bad for a lot of the performers at the BET Awards this past week because um the mic? whoever their sound the, whoever their sound guy was needed to be fired. Especially Gibby on. That's my Twitter <laughs> name right now. My you know how on Twitter you can change your like your title your header name or whatever. My name is Gibby on's Mike Phil. <laughs> That was terrible. Y'all, y'all gonna leave Giveon alone. Is that the mic though? Like, I'm sorry. Y'all talking about that's the mic. I don't think that's the mic. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. By the way, I'm not a professional singer. So before y'all be like, you couldn't do it. Why aren't you criticizing? Shut up because you can't do it. It was what we're not. Doing. It was not. I'm sorry, I had to period. Real quick. It was not. It was not his mic per se, okay. but it was his in ears. 
So yeah. the little the little headphones that they have in their ear, you're supposed to be able to hear the music. You're supposed to be be able to hear the track, um, pretty much. So something was going. It wasn't necessarily his mic, so it must have been like, or his mic is connected to the in ear. So if the mic, if something's wrong with the mic, he can't hear in the ear, in ears what is happening. So that's why sometimes. Um, Performers will take their in ears out if something right. is wrong. Well, like they'll like pull done. it out. Um, that's what he should have done. Yeah, but it because it'll it'll mess you. It'll try to mess you up, and then if you try to do it while the in ears, you'll go off key, and that's what he he went. Because Bryson way Taylor, off key. Bryson Tiller didn't sing at all. Yeah, they Did just you panned that? to him, and yeah, they panned to him, and he was like. <laughs> so Bryson Tiller didn't sing at all. I was like, why is he out here? Um, Lil Kim, Mr. Q. Yeah. Which was I hated that for her. Um well, I think they just started her verse too early. I don't know what happened, but it wasn't right. And they made because her because she came she came out when uh Diddy said Lil Kim, Lil yeah. Kim, and she came out, but like she we were already past. Wanna rumble with the B, huh? Right, 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 right. Um, what else? What else? Um, and then we'll get out for this. Um, listen, Omar was probably watching this. He was like, see, see, the same thing happened to me. No, nigga, you just can't sing. I will say about versus before we circle back to BET Awards and then we will move on to the next thing. Versus the best singers of the night was Mario. Loved him. He did his thing. Y'all better put some respect on Mario's name, finally. And then this other singer was Tank. We love to see Tank. When Tank came out we there, he said, Tank came out there and said, Oh, he said, Oh, I said, Oh, shut up, I shut that. He said, <laughs> Like, Tank is that dude. He wrote, Oh, he should have kept it for himself. But uh, back to the BT Awards, real, real quick, right? Um, who else, like, Money Long, she had like a good and a bad performance, right? Like, some, some of them notes, I was like, Girl, can you hear yourself? And then she's like, She did this one part where she's like, I can do this for hours. I was like, girl, no. But you know who killed it? Chloe. Chloe M. Anthony Bailey, y'all. She did. She she did it. What Law Roach would say was she did what needed to be done. She did what needed to be done. Um, Beyonce gave her flowers. Did you see that? I did. So while y'all sitting here, uh, she's doing too much. Uh, she's doing too much. She's doing too much because you're jealous. She's getting her flowers from Beyonce. So she don't need y'all flowers. Chloe got flowers from Beyonce. Do you have flowers Hello? from Beyonce? You can't I even wouldn't... get flowers from your baby daddy. Hello? I'm banging. <laughs> Last thing about the BET Awards. <laughs> Yo, that was so good. That was so good. We saw Mariah Carey with Lotto. That was super dope. Mariah's um, mic was also messed off. up. <laughs> yeah. And she was definitely, you could hear the vocal track playing the whole time. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, well, at least she's lip syncing um, properly. <laughs> um, but that's cool. We expect that from Mariah at this point in her career. Um, Brandy came out with Hugh who will remain nameless. Listen, listen, listen. Leave Jack alone, man. He just he's just out here existing. Ooh. Um, one thing I did love 
was Kirk Franklin and Maverick City music. I felt the oh listen, they did they, almost, they, they did what needed to be done. Did you catch at the end? They almost that thing almost shipped it in there. They almost had the Holy Ghost all up in the BET Awards. Yeah, but With the, Naomi the, and Chandler, they were like, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. I said, Oh, not at the BET Awards. You trying to go to the spontaneous worship. They tried, they tried, they tried to turn, they tried to turn it into transformation church real quick. Listen, it real was quick. good. I love their performance. It was really good. You shout out, what? shout out to Mass City. Shout out to Kirk Franklin in that red suit. Woo! On, he was wearing uh. that suit. Uh. He was wearing that suit. Come you know on, going to get serious with Kirk Franklin when he gets up from that uh, piano. And he's like, this song right here is for anybody who's been going through a struggle. <laughs> what you see today is not forever. But what you see tomorrow will be the future. I feel like, yo, he can say whatever in that sore throat voice. And he going to send the crowd up. In the crowd up. I just want to know, uh, did you see the picture of him talking to Yes, Lemmy Le Plummer, Leomo? Yes. Yes, <laughs> from Zeus. I, I want to know what he said. I know I what he break said. break your neck, nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, if you ever put my son back on your TV show, bad boys, I'll break your neck, nigga. <laughs> That's what Kurt said. Uh <laughs> Yo, one more thing about the BET Awards, and then we're going to go on, okay? Um, what were your thoughts about? Because when I first saw, it, I was like, "Yes, representation." And then I thought about it. I said, mm. "So, for those of you who didn't watch BT Awards, BT Awards they brought ballroom culture, and I'm talking like this because they had annoying. Um, <laughs> what's the man's name? I can't stand him. Billy Porter. He was the because you know that's what he did on Pose." So he was, you know, the host of it, right? Okay, you got a little vogue in you, Portia. I see you. <laughs> Spins and dips. All right, so I tried. I tried. they brought some people out there. So they did a whole ballroom segment. They brought Dominique Jackson. She is a ballroom legend. Also, she was um, Mother Electra on the TV show Pose. They brought um, Mother Shannon Balenciaga, who was on season two of legendary hbo max they also had deshaun wesley the host of legend that's how he says the host of legendary hbo max and he always says no shade so they brought him out there they also brought out the model and ballroom icon um sean ross everybody knows sean ross he's the um albino the black albino model you you've seen him and they brought some other people about from the ballroom culture and they did a whole big frida was out there big, big frida. frida was out there yes so, so at first I was like, this is really dope, especially on the BET stage. You feel me? But then I was like, wait a damn minute. <laughs> and then I thought, this is giving, see, we have gay friends, Montero. We can't be homophobic. What do you think? Because from watching it, it seemed, it was cool, but it also seemed like it was kind of, chaotic and thrown together they first of all me uh -huh. and my mother were in our living in the living room voguing to the gods voguing to the death honey yes. we were we were in there saying let me see your duck walk my 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 father was sick of us he said could y'all stop Please. Um, oh my God. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for that. 
We we was acting a fool. We was acting a fool. Um, so whether or not it was purpose purposeful or just hey, a little damage, a little PR damage control, mm-hmm. it was entertaining. And if, but it definitely, I definitely had that thought that I was just like, now was this always part of the show? Or did they? Because if you if you don't think about it, it's it's giving. Hey, I I have look. We mm-hmm. love gay people. We love the gays. What? We love the gays. Look, <laughs> yes. But um, I don't know. But for what it was, it was very entertaining. But it looked like there was a lot of PR damage control going on um, on the BET Awards for like literally everything and everyone. So they had that. They had Jack Harlow with Brandy. You had mm-hmm. Lotto with Mariah. You well, had that all was of not, that. That wasn't that wasn't Lotto was always giving respect to Mariah. That's why they did a song but, together. But I thought she didn't know about fantasy. Or not on the remix. Apparently yeah. she didn't know that it was Mariah's son. I don't know. I don't know. Really? That's what I heard. Got, so I don't no, know. She got her on the remix. But I thought they put her on the remix because mm. she originally didn't know okay. that the sample was Mariah. Okay, I'm going to look up that. I didn't know that. That's crazy, though. That's wild. That's <laughs> um, I, I heard it on Twitter, but you know people just be saying stuff to be saying gotta, stuff on Twitter. It's not wild, so. though. It's not wild. Yeah. Though. We say it's wild, but it's not. These are kids. Hello? Yeah. Remember, when we were listening to different songs, like I didn't know that certain songs were... Re- you feel me? Yeah. Like when I first heard Through the Wire, Kanye West, when I was a shorty, when I was in high school, I just dated myself. That's okay. I didn't know that was Shaka Khan through the fire because I was always into Shaka Khan. That's fair. Last That's thing fair. about the BET Awards before we go to this final subject. Okay. Oh, Lizzie Actually, said that Lotto didn't know it was Mariah. Yes. Okay. Actually, we're going to skip that subject and we're going to go right into Roe versus Wade after the break. All right. So this subway thing, we're going to skip. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, last thing about this BET Awards, because we're cooking and this actually will go into the next segment. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. We love Jasmine Sullivan. Before we get to Jasmine Sullivan, because I liked her comments. The comments that I didn't necessarily like was, and we love Auntie Jamel. I mean, not Jamel, <laughs> Auntie Taraji, right? We love Auntie Taraji. But when Taraji was like, oh, tonight is about you men. <laughs> Did you see that? When she's like, tonight is about you black men. I must have been on the bathroom break when she said that. Yeah, she said Wait, that in the on. opening. She's like, tonight is about black men. We celebrate you kings. We love you kings. And I was like, that's kind of tone deaf. You feel me? Uh <laughs> With everything, like I love when a black woman celebrates us, but for you to say that, like, it was kind of weird. That was a weird moment. Another weird moment of the night was Diddy not thanking his children at all. Like, I get why he didn't thank Carisha because, like, that's this is a lifetime achievement award. Old girl's been around like two days, so everybody who's like, oh, he didn't <laughs> thank Carisha, she just got around here like two days ago. Chill out, okay? Um, I mean, but. I, I get I get what thanking his kids, but like why would he thank his kids? What do his kids do? Um, what his kids do? Your kids have to put up with you not being around. Your kids have to put up with not seeing their father. Your kids have to put up with you being absent. So that's a lot. 
Like I think people that's true. That's true. Think, yeah, I think people discount how much kids sacrifice when their parents are highly successful and highly ambitious. Fair. That's so fair. that's why I would say thank his kids. Carisha, Carisha, please. Um <laughs> see what I did there. Not Carisha, oh, please. Carisha, please. But no, I think another weird moment of that. The weirdest moment of the night, though, was that that memoriam, in memoriam tribute. Okay, let's get let's get into that. How'd you how'd you feel how'd you feel about the how'd you feel about it, Micah? I thought whoever produced it tried too hard. Okay, whoever produced it was like, oh, let's like I'm woke as hell, but it's like you know some people are woke, but there's like okay, so I, a couple of issues with it. Hear me, guys. Hear my heart with this. Seeing Kevin Samuels actually surprised me. Mm. Did it surprise you? I mean, he is black. He is. And he did have a big... It was just... It was just strange seeing it. Because of the... I mean... The venom that's attached to his name. Yeah. But I mean I didn't hate it, I guess. I didn't hate it. Um, but what I thought was really weird was them starting it off with Roe versus Wade. That was completely tone deaf. That wasn't necessary. <laughs> like at first I was like, Are y'all trying to be funny? Because it's not funny. This ain't funny. I was like, what? And then what really got me was when like the lights went out and it was like and it was like and had like the gunshots and then it showed like all of the places that like people have been killed and I was like what the hell is happening okay see I actually took it another I, I actually took it like another way okay I was actually having a conversation with this about about that specific part with my mom and my cousin because my cousin was like, I feel like that was just so unnecessary and what have you. And I was like, okay, yeah, possibly. But I feel like since we're talking about shock value this whole episode, I feel like it was mainly for shock value. It was supposed mm. to make you uncomfortable. It was supposed to make you feel be like make you feel something mm. because if they would have been like hey here's all the people that have died from gun violence whether it be police brutality or just black on black crime what what have you we would have been like oh, that's so sad okay what's that who when when is this award when, when who's the next performer but them doing it this way yeah it was a little but at least you sat in it for like 30 seconds you sat and you sat in it and you were just like dang like no you're right you're right i agree with you because wow. i did the same yeah. thing i did the same thing at my first fashion show with okay yeah you're right you're right shock value mm -hmm. last thing that i loved about it was when jasmine sullivan accepted her award and then we're going to go to break after this after we talk about this and then we'll it's a perfect segue when she accepted her award and she said you know black men 
if you guys have benefited from an abortion in any way, now is the time for you to stand with us. Like one thousand percent. No, not even one thousand, one million percent. Yes. yes. One so million. Yes. Because y'all, y'all out here. I mean, what else needs to be said about that? That was probably the, the that was probably one of the gems of the night, along with Kirk Franklin saying that too many elders are dying with the baton. Facts. Well, you guys are listening to the conversation for the culture. This has been fun. We're gonna take one final break and then we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes for the day. We'll be back. I've warned about how this decision risked the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted, that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health. The right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake. The right to marry the person you love. Justice Thomas said as much today. He explicitly called to reconsider the right of marriage equality, the right of couples to make their choices on contraception. This extreme and dangerous path the court is now taking us on. It was three justices named by one president Donald Trump, were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake, this decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset the balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that it had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. So y'all just heard a little speech from y'all's president, Joseph Robinette Biden. Is that his middle name? That's his middle name. Yes, Robinette. That's rough. Yeah, Joseph Robinette. Um, Y'all just heard it from Joseph Biden, um, just speaking of the road moving forward. Um, I necessarily don't trust that he's the right person for this job. I mean, I said that before. The only reason why he has this job is because people didn't want Trump. Right. So we couldn't afford. We couldn't afford to have Trump. We can't afford to have Joseph Biden. But what choice do we have? Uh, well, <laughs> choice we had a choice. Well, we had a choice that we could have chosen a better candidate. But black folk, and it's not just black people, but the old guard. A lot of the old guard put Joseph Biden there because they didn't want a woman, Elizabeth Warren. They didn't <laughs> want. Can we start on Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> they didn't. Though. They didn't want. We were so close. They didn't want a socialist and Bernie. Or what they call a socialist, uh, they didn't yeah. want a gay in um, Budin, Budin, <laughs> a gay in Budin ju- Judge. You feel me? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they didn't want then, an Asian and, with Andrew Wang. Yeah, they didn't want. Well, he was a he's a he's a panderer. 
but all of them are pandemers if you really think about yeah. it. Yeah. So Joe's so we're stuck with politicians. We're 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 stuck with Joseph <laughs> Biden who can't even stay on his bicycle. Stop it. We fall down, but he got up. He fell down, but he got up. Oh my I mean, he got up. Can he get back up again? No. So, um, like, can we be honest with where we're at with Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not like, and this is not me being an ageist or anything, but like, can we just be honest? He's doing a terrible job. Yes. And he's not the right person for the job. I don't like. I don't think he even has all his faculties. And I'm not trying to be mean, but if you watch any speech, he's always incoherent. Like it's early signs of dementia, to be honest. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's not good. We got to figure this out. So (sighs) something happened. And people have been messaging me like, when are you guys going to talk about this? Why did you talk about gay stuff? So, <laughs> Why did you talk about gay stuff when women's rights are being um, whatever? I'm going to pull the curtain back for you one more time, even though I don't have to. I don't owe anybody an explanation, but I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to get out the way and let the women talk. <clears throat> the episodes that you hear on Tuesday are usually pre-recorded. Right. So on a Saturday, any given Saturday. So like all these interviews that you guys get, I pre-record them and I bust my ass for y'all. Right. And I record them three in a day, sometimes four in a day to give y'all the content. Right. To give y'all dope content. Because that's what I am. I'm a content creator, whether it's podcasting, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. I am a content creator. I am the content. Tell your mama that. So. If you hear something on a Tuesday and something happened, just know we're going to talk about it, right? We just got to record again. This decision came down on a Thursday night, right? If I'm not wrong. Friday morning. Friday morning. Yeah, this decision came on Friday morning. So obviously, the podcast was already recorded because we record the podcast usually Wednesday, right? If something happens, we will record it on Thursday, but that's the last minute. Because guess what? It takes you got it. There, there's things we just don't record and just post. You got to edit. There's a lot of stuff that you know. Like if you guys listened to the podcast last week, it's probably fixed now. But it's fixed now. But if you listen to the podcast last week, I left shit in there that I was supposed to edit out. Right. So just know it takes time. So all I'm saying is give me a little bit of grace. Okay. We talk. We don't run from any conversation here on conversations with a culture. We don't run from any conversation, so we're going to talk about it, and that's where we are. Today, we're going to talk about Roe versus Wade. So I'm going to give my opinion, but my opinion doesn't matter. To be honest, my opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't, because I don't have a wound. Hello? So I'm going to give my opinion, and I'm going to get away out the way and let Lizzie and Portia talk. I think this is disgusting. I think this is dangerous, and I think this is going to set us back. It's not going to set us back. It already has set us back. And then we got to look at this is a opening for us to see other things. Clarence Thomas, that tap dancing coon, that Uncle Ruckus Supreme Court justice makes my stomach turn every time I see him. He has put out something and he said that there could be some ways to we might have to next look at 
overturning Plessy versus Ferguson, as well as Brown versus Board. If you guys don't know what that is, that's you know where segregation was abolished and <sighs> the blacks were allowed to go to school with the whites and all, <laughs> and all of these things. Also, there's people who are pushing for them to overturn gay marriage as well, um, overturning contraception laws, which is weird to me. So you want to take away contraception from people, but then also not allow them to have abortions. So we're moving into a place. So my thing is, while we're at it, then let's go ahead and um, let's go. We'll just go live. while we're at it, especially for people like Clarence Thomas. While we're at it, let's just go ahead and reverse interracial marriage, right? No, Hello. But they don't want to do that. So because they love their they love their slave master. But anyways, I think that this is disgusting. I'm, I've said a lot of, I'm looking back, I've said a lot of um, <laughs> sensational <laughs> stuff today, but that's okay. Um, I, It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Um, and I get it. The Bible says this, blah, 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 right? Bible says a lot of stuff that y'all do. Bible says, quote unquote, a lot of don't do stuff that y'all don't do, right? Y'all see somebody uh, get a book, get 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 a new job, and y'all be like, damn, I've been working at the same place for 10 years, and I haven't gotten a promotion. How did he get a promotion? I'm pretty sure that the Bible talks about not coveting that neighbor. Ooh, but y'all don't want to talk about that. A lot of y'all. Favor ain't fair. Listen, a lot of y'all eat yourselves to death. Right, always eating, always putting food in your body. That's an addiction, right? That's gluttony. But y'all don't want to talk about that. A lot of y'all women, because there's women on who've been saying certain stuff, right? Y'all can't keep your hand off of your kitty cat. Hello? Just because you take birth control. Never mind. Just listen, because some of y'all anti-abortion, but you'd be like, but you, the real thing is you're on, but you still out here letting niggas raw dog you, but you're on birth control, right? So you don't, so, but then you're criticizing somebody else and then talking about the Bible, but doesn't the Bible say you ain't supposed to be getting a raw dog like that? Obviously, it Not doesn't say marriage. what <laughs> marriage. Obviously, it doesn't say it in those words. <laughs> But you yeah. know how I get the passion out. version. <laughs> it's the street version, okay? So, <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna get out the way um, because I just had to get my stuff off real quick. But Portia, Lizzie, let me know how y'all felt when y'all first heard this. And if I have anything that I want to ask, um, I'll hop in and ask. But I want this to be a woman-led conversation because it affects y'all. And the problem that we have right now is it's a bunch of men making decisions for women and talking about women and not only men, but a lot of them are old white men. So as always, this is the big topic of the day. Let's have the conversation. Hey girl. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Hmm. I don't even I don't even know where to start or where to begin. Um 
it just it's a hurt it's a it's yeah it's hurtful on real it's on a million different levels but mainly just not necessarily hurtful but just scary mm-hmm. it's a very oh, it's scary, terrifying it's a terrifying situation because you're trying to tell me that under no circumstance am I allowed to have a say in in what happens to me and my quote unquote unborn child and whether I have a say in what I can do with that unborn child. However, you're not doing anything You're not doing anything to help. You won't pass anything to help. You won't do extended uh, maternity leave. You won't pass anything for women who are breastfeeding. You won't do anything for childcare. You won't put anything in place for women who are less fortunate or poverty stricken and can't support their children, but you want these people to push out children. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I mean, I, I was terrified to be honest because the two major things, like I thought about when I was younger and my parents made medical decisions for me Mm -hmm. or said like, what could happen? And I didn't always agree. I didn't always agree with whatever treatment like I needed or surgery or I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's one thing about what happens with our own bodies. Like you're taking away our adult right to consent. But the other part that's terrifying to me about it is that they're making sex a classism issue now because the response to what you just said is like, oh, well, then they should keep their legs closed. Then they shouldn't have sex. But I think sex is just a human right. Mm -hmm. So why can't everything that comes after that be a part of a human right as well? And that's my major issue with it is like, I now live in a world that if I didn't live in the state I live in, men would be in power for whether I could die or not. Men would be in, because that's the thing. This doesn't just cover elective abortion. So I hear people that say, Well, we think that that is just the worst thing, right? Like you can't, you shouldn't. But let's talk about medically necessary. Women bleed out like ectopic pregnancy, septic uterus, DNCs for miscarriages, because you can't just leave when your body naturally aborts a child with miscarriage. You can't just leave parts of that process inside of you so now they can't go in and scrape your uterus in some states which leads to infection that leads to septic uterus that leads to death but a doctor's got to call a lawyer to make sure he won't lose his license so you want women to die like that's what i heard i don't know what to do with that i can't That's the thing that stops me when everyone's just like, well, no, we're fulfilling God's will. It's God's will. For people to die? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's God's will for people to die. 
Now you, someone might say, well, clearly she's not a Christian like she said she is, but I'm, listen, maybe I'm not, but I don't feel like that is God's will to say, hey, if you miscarry or if you have an atopic pregnancy, all well, bro, like all well. May the odds ever be in your favor because it's giving Hunger Games. It is. Listen, it's it's giving Hunger Games <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, I, I, there's so many things that can be like said or done that I'm just like. Well, when they start with this, this is the this is the scary thing to me. Like, it's always one issue that's polarizing. If you study in history, this is how dictators started to take over. But because we're women, they feel like they it doesn't matter as much. Like, you know, yeah. it's this thing of, well, they have control of their body to not allow themselves to get pregnant. And... They need to have good morals. So now they're telling women, like, this is my issue, right? And I am a Christian. And I actually lost, like, <laughs> I've lost some friends this week. And I lost, like, a, a position. Um, but I'm okay with that because I feel like God gave me free will choice. So I don't want to tell someone else, you can't do this with your body because God doesn't force me to say you have to do this. He suggests, he guides, he says what his commandments are. And no matter what, he never leaves you or forsake you. So I can't even get on board with the, oh, you had an abortion, you're a baby murderer, and you're never redeemed. That's just not the the foundational crux of what we believe, right? Mm -hmm. But the issue as a human, we have a human experience when we walk the earth, is that now one of the major things that all women can go through in life is controlled by a man, by several men, your doctor, right? They have to get permission and you don't even have a uterus to know what that feels like to tell yeah. someone to carry a rapist baby. Like these are what we would consider morally gray areas to some people, but I want to say that men can't do that. You don't know what it's, it's like to live with somebody violates your body. It's really hard, especially when, <laughs> when you're dealing with some, especially in the sense of sexual assault, mm -hmm. when a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but that has nothing to do with the child. Maybe not, but that child is going to, there's a very high probability that that child is going to come out and look like your attacker, your assault, your assailant. So then what happens now? You're constantly triggered, traumatized. And what, what that does to you mentally, mm -hmm. and who knows, maybe you'll come out and you will love the child and everything. It would, it would be a blessing in disguise. That's great. But what if it's not right? And what do you tell that child when they grow up and they ask, who's my father? How did I come into the earth? And then they have a whole spiral because you say, 
I was assaulted. Or you say, we just don't know. And then they end up finding out anyways. Right. Like, those people are always affected. So it's not just this black and white, like, this is right and this is wrong. This is, like, situational nuance. But what they just did in most states was say, you have no right to body autonomy. But that, to me, leaves the door open for more violence towards women's bodies. 100%. And it's not just about... And we're not even talking about terminating pregnancy at this point. It's gone. It's going to the fact that even women that are trying to get pregnant Mm -hmm. are going to have even more of a difficult time trying to get pregnant because then IVF Mm -hmm. falls into the aspect of, you know, you fertilize these eggs and the eggs that you don't use, you throw away. So that's considered an abortion. Mm -hmm. These women fight to the very end to do what you guys say that you're trying to do. We're trying to bring more babies in the world. They are putting their bodies through the intense amount of stress to bring a, and pain to bring a child into this world. And now you just made it 50 times harder for them. Mm -hmm. Because, So, so what? what 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 do you what do you say to them? Well, what here's do the you thing. Say to them? I had this tussle with a pastor and they said to me, well, it's not right that they list these issues under abortion because they don't have to be considered abortion. No abortion is ever medically necessary. I said, but this is the laws that are in place. This is what it says. Black and white, whether you and live action organization think so or not. When you get the medical bill, it's abortion. When they list it as throwing those eggs out as abortion, it's listed. So whether you think that that's fair or not, that's what you just got rid of. And they said, okay, well, God's will will be God's will. So basically, a lot of people are telling women, well, if you can't naturally get pregnant, F you, get a scarigate, or you just don't get to have a kid. Or or now the whole adopt a kid. Do you know how hard it is to adopt a child in America? Not everybody needs to adopt a child. I'm I the you some people are gonna be mad at me saying that, but some people because what how do you really know that you can give what give what that child needs? Yeah. Especially when we get to adopting a child of a different race, whether it be a black baby or mm-hmm. a Latin baby or an Asian baby, you are you going to be able to sustain or give what that child needs? Plain and simple. Can you right. do that? I don't think you can. Maybe you can, and that's fantastic. But we can't, we can't, you can't adopt all these kids. Mm-hmm. So now we have all these kids and maybe Maybe you go through with the pregnancy, but you still don't want the child. So now we have another child in the system, a system that we have seen time and time again that has failed these children. Well, if Very they pick few. up the kid, this is the thing, Portia, if they pick up the kid, because here, here's the, I'm going to bring this up 
Mm, yeah. Okay. I'll be that transparent. I have not always been the woman that wanted children. I've actually been terrified up until maybe probably my mid thirties, which I'm in now. I didn't think I would be a good mother. Like I, and I would have this conversation with other women and other women would say to me like, Oh, something just turns on when you have your baby. Something just comes to you when you look at the child that you created. And so like, I just thought that's like not real to me. So I had to take time with God to learn about like why he wanted me to be a mother, even being a spiritual mother. So like, I want to be a mother now. I mean, they made this decision. I'm like, I don't know how much I want to die. Um, so, you know, <laughs> but like still there are people that carry a child, deliver the child and mentally they do not connect to the child at all. And there is just not enough eyes in an already overwhelmed foster care system, CPS and DSS. They fail kids all the time. Gabriel Hernandez's story, which is really huge. They failed that child. 12 visits, 12 times. People repeatedly call and he still died. And so my thing is, is that you can't just say that it will work for someone and they'll get over it. Like, this is the problem. So for me, like, I'm actually kind of more angry about it today, the longer it sat with me, because I feel like this is a just get over it or you can't have sex and you're a terrible person if you ever went through it. But like, what about all the women that had abortions already and are saying, oh, it was the worst decision of my life. So you can't have any like that's not how free will choice works, sweetie. It's not how it works. That's literally forcing someone else. So what happens when they tell us, oh, black and white can't go in the same space anymore? What happens when they tell us? You can't get married if you don't make this a certain amount of money. What happens when they start building walls and saying you can't leave this part of your neighborhood? Because it started with something so small or simple to you as just have a child. That's where I think that we're headed. And that's the scariest part. That's, that's literally the scariest part. I think... And I think, I hope that this wakes a lot of people up, opens up a lot of eyes because, you know, they leaked this information a few months ago and a lot of people are like, oh my God, why is this on the table? But you know, uh, we were still in a little bit in denial. They were like, they're not really going to do that. Yeah. Oh no. No, 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 no. They did. They did. Mm -hmm. So now what? Okay, let's wake this up though. Why they're talking about the prosecution process if a woman runs to California, Washington, Oregon, they have a pact. Illinois, New York, they've already said, We're not, we're not doing this. You're safe here. But Oregon, Washington, California, the West Coast said, run to us. We'll give you services and we will not participate in the prosecution within your state. But here's the thing. They've set it up where people can tell on you. So say somebody comes from Kentucky to California. Yeah. If there's a text message, if there's a period app, like, yeah, I was just um, reading up on that because a lot of the doulas I know said, delete your period app. Do not track it because they will take that data and they will use it against you in the court of law whatever you've entered into that 
So we can't track our periods anymore with technology. If something happens and you have septic uterus and you come to California, if you tell a friend, say I tell Portia, and I'm like, I'm so scared. I had to get on a train and go to California. And she decides to tell someone else. And that person decides to turn me into the police and there's an investigation. I could be prosecuted to the highest degree of the law. But that depends on your state. And so for those of you that are like, oh, it will never go that far. It's never that serious. Please miss me. Miss me with it. Because people are that vicious. So you can't even have support anymore. You can't take a friend because now I have to worry that if my good friend Portia is with me or I just tell her if she gets mad at me, is she going to turn me in? That's wild. It's just that is a situation It's just a scary situation to be in. It's knowing that you are pregnant is a very scary, if it's a unplanned pregnancy, I should specify. Mm -hmm. It's already, even if it is planned, it's already a scary situation. Because literally anything and everything can go wrong. Mm -hmm. You... Now, we all want to believe that this is beautiful. This is going to be great. It's going to be the best experience of your life. Perhaps. But we're not talking about high-risk pregnancies. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about diseases brought on due to pregnancies. We're not talking about uh, the miss. What's the word I'm looking for? The miss. Um guidedness or the the lack of attention is paid to women of color right in the hospital field because let's wake that up you got a lot of black women that have died on hospital tables Mm -hmm. trying to deliver children because they were not paid attention to by their mm-hmm. healthcare providers. And I mean, you know, Serena mm-hmm. Williams, to give them an example, you can go mm-hmm. watch her documentary on HBO Max. She almost bled out on the table. She's a celebrity, and they knew that she had problems with blood clotting. And her and her white husband had to advocate, but it wasn't until her white husband said, Something is wrong with my wife. And she keeps saying that. And she keeps complaining about pain and something is going wrong. She was close to death and she is a famous tennis player. However many grand slams she's won. But it wasn't until her white husband said something. So what do you think a couple that is literally black that walks in is going to happen? A brown couple that walks. What do you, Nobody's there to listen. So sometimes there's this delusional veil over Americans' eyes and Christian Americans too. Like, I think they they think we're fighting to, like, I've heard them say it. I've seen them say it online. They think we're fighting to kill babies. I am not fighting for that. I'm fighting for body autonomy. I'm fighting to have the free will choice that God gave me to say, something is wrong with me, help me. That's it. I'm not thinking, 
oh, I'm going to go out and use abortion as uh, birth control. But hey, if they're taking away contraceptives, what are we supposed to do with that? Like, this is the part that blows me, is that we're not heard. They say that we have a higher pain tolerance. They don't pay attention to when things are going wrong because our bodies are already not respected. So like if Serena Williams can't get help without a white man by her side, what do you think's gonna happen to someone like me or you, Portia? Huh. I I don't wanna know. It almost happened to my mother. I might not be standing here if it wasn't for my grandmother, my mother's sister advocating for my mother. I was a high-risk pregnancy. I was also a cesarean. Mm-hmm. My mom, I was also not technically, I wasn't a preemie, but I was born two weeks early. Mm-hmm. And there was... My mom had high blood pressure. There was a lot going on. She could not, she physically could not push me out. They said, if you push her out, either you're going to die or she's going to die. One of you are going to die. So it has to be an emergency C-section. My mom said something was wrong. They wouldn't listen to her. She was like, something's wrong. I don't feel good. I don't know. They, They kept saying, they were like, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. My mom literally fainted, passed out while she was in labor with me. And she said the only reason that I was okay, she said as I was, as my eyes were, as everything was going dark, she heard my grandmother and my, and her sister scream, get in here now and do something. And then my mom said, everything went black. And then you got here. (laughs) Oh God! I'm glad you made it. (laughs) I'm glad she made it. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay, well, um, sorry, mom. (laughs) Um, but like, it's traumatizing to our body, right? And this is the other thing. Like, I've seen this sign, and I actually liked it. Um, is that I will not go silent back to the 50s. Some people that are saying, and it's the same group that says make America great again, right? There's Mm -hmm. several things under that. Black and brown bodies did not have autonomy then, right? But also, they are talking about taking away technological advancement in some cases. So for instance, if your child's heartbeat stops and it is recorded, for a considerable period of time, they cannot find the heartbeat. They're going to recommend a DNC. There are people that would like you to go back to the 50s, Portia, and carry the baby till you can push it out. A stillborn child. They want you to carry that child. Push that child out. Knowing that you won't have an actual living baby. I'm just going to say it. I know the way that my mental health is set up. We both wouldn't make it because I would probably take my own life. Carrying a child that's not moving around. Nothing. And this is the stuff that's on the line. So when people want to ignore these facts, like you just don't care about women. You just want to use this as incubators then. 
Because I, I don't understand how you can say that that is a livable experience. And those that would live through it, they will forever be altered. I, I can't imagine the pain that a woman will go to or go through unknowingly having a stillborn child. That's unknowingly. So knowingly, I, you said you would, after having the child, I wouldn't even be able to make it to. No, yeah, I probably wouldn't make it either. No, that's what I meant. I wouldn't make it through. Because I, what, this is, I have a pregnant belly with Mm -hmm. a dead baby inside. I can't enjoy anything. Everything is a constant reminder. If I got on that table and pushed that baby out, I can't hold it. Mm-hmm. I could, but I would be holding a corpse. What is joyous about that? How is that God's will? Someone, someone explain that to me. Because that sounds like trauma. That sounds like mentally unstabilizing to me. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think that my God would put me through. Never. Yeah. Not in a million years. So I, I don't I get that there are instances where women are just like I'm just going to keep having abortions because they're there. And I don't agree with that. I will stand here and say, I don't agree with that. But that is also none of my business. That is none of my business. You have to live your life and you have to deal with those consequences. But for these women and for other cases, some women are just like, I I can't. I'm not financially in a place to do it. I'm not mentally in a place to do it because some people just aren't mentally ready to have a child. Right. And why would you want to bring a child? Why would you want to bring a child in this world and then automatically resent it? Mm-hmm. That leads to child abuse, child neglect. What? And then it's just an onward spiral because then that child has mental stabilities or like mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. And that leads to mental health issues. That leads to other things. Well, let's not even get to birth defects. Think about hmm. that. Like, and other things that are happening. So um, some of these conditions that children have where it's literally, it it would be painful for the child to be born. Now, I know some people are like, well, the child, the, who said it? Travis Green. He said his child, Jace, wouldn't have been born if they listened to the doctors. And that was their decision by faith with God. That was your decision by faith with God. But um, some of these conditions that these children are born with, that they're not even going to be able to communicate or anything like that, like, that's where people are not understanding that some people they feel like they know themselves. They feel like they know, like, okay, I can make this informed decision now. Whether you think that's disgusting or not, that's their decision. And the truth of the matter is, is that guns have more rights in this country than women have over their bodies at this moment that we're recording this. 
there is more restriction on my uterus than there is to go get a gun. I can go get an AK-15 or AR-15. I can get a Glock. I can get all those things. But I can't say what happens with my uterus. That's crazy to me. It's almost giving like, I can't, we, I personally can't kill my child, but school shooter can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A person walking the street, allowing my, um, I'm letting my kid play outside, be a kid. Mm-hmm. And he could get gunned down. Well, one of my nephews was murdered that way. I lost a nephew to that. He was playing outside with his siblings and someone came by and shot him. He he jumped in front of his other siblings and the ambulance didn't come. They had to drive him to the hospital himself, themselves, and he died. It has severely impacted my family for years. So yes, like gun laws are just as important. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's also giving to me very Henry, that king with the Bolin girls, and, like, you just keep pumping out babies till you die or you give me the son that I want. It's giving mm-hmm. very much old English, Game of Thrones, just give me the kid that I want, and y'all can die. But I'm glad she brought up that point because it's real. I lost a family member to gun violence. There was no solution for that. He was 16 years old. His siblings lived. But yeah, like you don't want to help communities. You don't want to provide for mothers. You don't want to create safe environments. He was here, but he didn't make it to adulthood. It's situational to me. And if people want to take away my Christianity for that, then that's on them. I love Jesus. I love children. I want children to be born. But I don't want restriction placed on what I can do with my body. It's just really interesting and kind of funny that the same people that are rejoicing about Roe versus Wade being overturned are the same people that were shouting my body, my choice when it was preferred, preferred to wear a mask in public settings. And the vaccination, my body, my choice. And a vaccination. (laughs) You, (laughs) you were up in arms about a shot in the arm and a piece of cloth over your face. But you feel like a woman should just have whatever. You she shouldn't she shouldn't have the right to do anything. To have mm-hmm. a child, she should have a child and that's that. Yeah. I mean, it's wild, and I, I don't know. I'm not always up here. <laughs> I'm the producer I'm behind the scenes, but I hope that people can hear all sides of the conversation as we wrap it up today. Like, part of the goal of this podcast is always to have the conversation. So even if you disagree, 
I don't think we have to be vile to each other. I just yeah. wanted to have the conversation with my good sis, Portia. So that we could come to some kind of consensus of what's going on around here. That 100%. We don't have to agree. Because I can guarantee you that we're probably never, ever going to agree. But, like Lizzie said, the whole point is to have a conversation so we can come to an understanding. There needs to be an understanding. Like, hey, maybe, you know, we might not see eye to eye. But I at least understand where you're coming from. And you understand where I'm coming from. And let's figure out a way that we can merge these two ideas together. Plain and simple. But, um, Micah, Micah, are you there? Are you frozen? Because I know you didn't have that face for that long. Right. (laughs) Yeah, we got to wrap up. Let's wrap up. Uh, I'm here. Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties. So you guys have listened to Conversations for the Culture. It's been another week. Uh, If you guys want to know where to follow us, just look at the show notes, all right, because it's in the show notes every week. Thank you all, and we will see you on Tuesday.